our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Evans. Ah, good morning, folks. Welcome. 65 degrees outside right now. And cloudy. There's also a mention of some rain showers. The high today, 78. driving to work, you know, the towers that we have up on uh, Peach Ridge. You could see the bottoms, but not the tops. They were all fuzzy up there. Anyway, good morning, folks. It's August 16th. That's pretty neat to see that. I've, I've seen them actually the opposite way, too. Yes, of course. Yeah, where you could see the top, but not the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it's just wherever that... Wherever the haze is and Wherever fog, it's whatever it is, yep. And um, let's see here. So, um, Scott, you need to tell a joke. I do? Yeah, it's National Tell-A-Joke Day. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Hmm, I'll have to think of one here. Oh, I had one just a minute ago, and it escaped me. Let me, let me think Call of it. Oh, the short-term memory. Um, well, putting on the spot here oh, okay. is a different type I of tell you what, I'll give you a few minutes. Thing. <laughs> okay, so National Tell-A-Joke Day is today. <laughs> Once again, we're talking about August 16th. Today is National Airborne Day. Well, we may need to look that up a little bit. It's National Rum Day. I like rum. National Roller Coaster Day. I like roller coasters. You know, um, I haven't had a whole lot of experience with roller coasters, but I have had some I didn't care for, and I've had some that were really fun. I love the ones that you stand up on. I think I've said this previously. They, they, you stand up on them, they strap you in, like at the shoulders and the, and the legs, the hips, and it goes upside down, it corkscrews. Really? Oh, yeah. I would I, not. Rec- I don't think I've had anything like that. I wouldn't recommend eating, like, Mexican food or anything <laughs> like that prior to. to you had to, to pick on it, a genre, huh? To do. Oh, well, you pick it any Italian, okay. uh, Japanese. How about. Even um, Hindu, Indian breakfast, and breakfast. Then, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend eating. Period. There before you, you do that, that's the better way. To Unless go. it's a really dandy, good, tasty elephant now, where, here. Where was such a thing? 
King's Island. King's Island. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was neat. It was cool. I wanted to do it again. I think I may have told this one too, but I rode one of the original roller coasters there. And at the ascent of the first, very first hill, when it takes you up real slow, I thought, well, we're getting up here. Aren't we going to get to the top here soon? And then I looked over and immediately I told myself, don't do that again. Don't look down. You didn't realize how high you were. And so then when we got up to the apex of that first hill, um, I saw a, like a Cessna airplane that was <laughs> flying close close by to the altitude of the apex of the roller, roller coaster. Yeah, there, there is a small airport near there. Yeah. I, I was like, ooh, wow, we're going to be flying here soon. I and, think I've been there maybe twice. Yeah. And the, one time it was with the uh, Ohio Association of Broadcasters. They had a meeting... Um, Part of their convention featured attending Kings Island, right? Yeah. And um, it was interesting because here is a bunch of guys in suits with ties and everything. (laughs) And climbing on that roller coaster. And the one we were on, I think, had seats. I don't remember a stand-up thing. But anyway, um, there were guys you couldn't get off of it. They would just take it every time. Oh, yeah, that's they, right. They loved it. Yeah, I kept getting off of that. My cousin and I, we finished the ride, and we got off, and we ran back to get in line again. Yeah. And I I bet we rode that thing maybe ten times in a row. Well, now in this, again, this is my memory, and it's some years ago. But Kings Island had opened up just for our group. So it wasn't, the public wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know. So there probably wasn't a line. There were no lines. Yeah. And uh, you could try anything. <laughs> yeah, that would have been me. <laughs> try anything. Sounds like those guys riding the coaster had a really good time. Oh, yeah. And you can, you can, they wouldn't, you know, they'd just stay in their seat and let's do it again. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, kind of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see here. Oh, we got a caller. Okay. Uh, let me get the right button here. That's not the right one. This one is. Good morning. And how old were you, Scott, when you did this? Uh, 47. No, I'm That's kidding. I was about maybe 14, 15 years oh, old. Oh, you maybe. were a kid. Yeah. Uh, there we go. That, uh, I bet okay. you couldn't do it now. Oh, I bet I could. I bet I would get on it again and again if I could. If it was like Dave having the broadcaster's day there, no lines, I'd stay on. Remember, you're older now. Yes, I am. Things happen to you when you're older. Yes, they do. Every day. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do if somebody else ate and you're upside down and and a machine machine is stuck up there? Well, you you prepare for that. So if you're a veteran. Bring an umbrella. A a shower curtain. (laughs) Yeah. Shower curtain. Take okay. it, I wear a shower curtain that way I'm safe from the flying, whatever it may be. <laughs> maybe and if you forgot yours, maybe there's a booth where you can buy one. Yeah, that's right. Get a poncho, wear it there, <laughs> too. <laughs> I didn't think you were, you know, past a certain age. Okay, I won't talk about age with you. Oh, that's, that's all okay. right. I don't mind. We we all get older every day. Well, what's the alternative? You don't want that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well live life, right? 
Well, the only alternative is the opposite. So That's anyway. right. <laughs> you got it. That's right. Thank you very much. Okay, thank, thank, you. thank you. You bet. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And, of course, her phone number is 740-592-6646. Hey, I remembered a joke that I told this morning on the air. Are you ready for National Joke Day? Oh, 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 oh I, now I, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, talk about short-term memory. No, we're not going to do that okay. here. So, uh, Lay it on me. Here it was. This is what my joke was. I just I remember it. What's the difference between ignorance and apathy? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about that one? Uh, that's good. That's okay. Good. <laughs> I, um, you care to... To no, no, no. That's good. That's good. Me. I like okay. it. I mean, the I don't, I don't have jokes memorized. I, I and I'm sorry I put you on the spot, but that was a good one. Okay. Oh no, I I don't mind. I'm just I was looking up something there, and you said, "Okay, Scott, tell a joke." I'm like, "Oh, uh, yeah." I told a couple. So of do stories. it one more time. What's what? the difference <laughs> between ignorance and apathy? I don't know, and I don't care. That's it. Okay. I don't know, and I don't care. (laughs) National Airborne Day. What are they getting at? Oh, yes. Let's do that one. I'm going to guess something to do with the things that are flying. Uh, Maybe the Air Force. But we'll find out here. National Airborne Day twenty. 22. It is a special day designated to honor the U.S. Airborne Forces and the first parachute jump of 48 volunteer members of the U.S. Army. Okay. Did you ever have to jump in your service? Yes, twice. I think Dad did too, and I, I don't think he was too fond of it. I, But I, it was not part of my training. It was something I just... Um, volunteered to do. Yeah. Volunteered to learn, I mean. Yeah. Would you do it again? Kind of like me with roller coasters? (laughs) The the equipment they provided us, yes. Um, But, you know, you see other people with far more daring stuff. Oh, yeah. Doing the acrobatics. I don't know. That just doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. Get a little older, you, you know, you kind of lose your desire to do some of the things, but not me with roller coasters. The only thing I really regret is not having pursued my private license. Oh, yeah. And I think I've said that before. Mm-hmm. Well, All right. Here you go about um, that parachute test platoon with those 48 volunteer members of the Army. Yeah. It happened on this date in 1940. So that's why it's observed on this day. The use of parachutes was an innovative method of warfare during World War II. So the first use of parachutes, you're saying, is 1940? That's what it says. The first parachute jump of 48 volunteer members of the U.S. Army. Parachute test platoon. There's actually a platoon where these members tested things. August 16, 1940. My dad was born in 1904. And, you know, 
I mean, there's interesting new things that happened during my lifetime. And there will be always new things happening. But there are some things that you just don't realize. I'm not saying this well. That all occurred in his lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll be darned. Yeah. The the uh, first parachute jump into uh, warfare, first U.S. Army, the, the Army conducted the first combat parachute jumps in November of 1942, two years later. Yeah. How would you like to have been on that crew? Oh, boy. Yeah, jumping behind enemy lines. Wow. But that's what a lot of them did. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see here. Um, we've pretty well exhausted all of those. On this day in history, this day again, August 16th it is today. August 16th, 1896. Gold first discovered in the Klondike area, found at Bonanza Creek in the Yukon, Canada, by George Carmack. Okay, let's, let's look up gold in general. When was gold first discovered? And how did it rise to prominence as being so valuable? You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, why, why, why didn't they pick coal? Yeah. Or, or um, copper or granite. Yeah. Or limestone. How did it come about being so valuable and when was it? When did that first occur? Uh, according to this, on February 12th, 1851, which I I beg to differ on this because remember the, the gold rushers of California, the 49ers? I think that was 1849. And that's what, thus the professional football team, the San Francisco 49ers, are named after that. Well, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's <coughs> how it is. Okay, where was gold first discovered? Let's just peruse. Yeah. On January 24th, 1848, James Marshall discovered gold on the property uh, of a person named jo Johann Suter near Coloma, California. It just doesn't sound like that's the beginning. Yeah. And um, it says all of the gold found on Earth came from the debris of dead stars. As the Earth formed, heavy elements such as iron and gold sank toward the planet's core. If no other event had occurred, there would be no gold in the Earth's crust. <laughs> but about four billion years ago, four billion years ago, Earth was bombarded by asteroid impacts. And I think that's, I had read that somewhere where asteroids hit the Earth and it was so hot and it penetrated the Earth 
so much that it hit certain chemicals in the earth already and thus formed the material gold. Hmm. So let's see. When did humans first discover gold? Archaeologists cannot pinpoint an exact moment in human history when gold was discovered, but traces have been found in ancient caves dating back to 40,000 B.C. Gold proved to be a popular metal to ancient peoples due to the natural, malleable state in which it is found in nature. Okay. So that kind of helps. That helps a little. Describe how or why it's uh, valued so much. Who first used gold as money? King Croesus of Lydia. Gold coins were first struck on the order of the king. And when was that? 550 BC. Okay. They circulated as currency in many countries before the introduction of paper money. Well, let's move on. In 1930, on this date, it says, I, British Empire Games, open in Hamilton, Canada. And I don't know if that means I or one or... One British Empire Games. I have no idea. In Hamilton, Canada. Oh, well. 1945. Pui? P-U-I-I? I don't know if I'm saying that right or not. The last Chinese emperor and ruler of um, Manchu, Manchukuo. Kuo was captured by Soviet troops, 1945. 1946, Direct Action Day. 1946, on this date, widespread riots erupt in Calcutta between Muslims and Hindus over whether Pakistan should be a separate state. And those riots resulted in the killing of over 4,000 people and leaving another 100,000 homeless. That was a big riot. Crazy. 1946. 1946. Um, let's see. WikiLeaks. The founder, Julian Assange. This is in the year 2012. Is granted political asylum by Ecuador. Okay. Famous birthdays. Well, the first one we have is James Cameron who is celebrating his 68th birthday today. Um, James Cameron. James Francis Cameron is a Canadian filmmaker best known for making science fiction and epic films. He first gained recognition for directing The Terminator. He found further success with Aliens, The Abyss, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, 
in the action comedy True Lies. Madonna celebrating her 64th birthday today. Um, I don't think we need to tell you too much more about her. But um, I think most of our audience should know of her. Menachem Begin was born on this date in 1913. He died in 1992. He was an Israeli politician, founder of Likud, and the sixth prime minister of Israel before the creation of the State of Israel. He was the leader of the Zionist militant group uh, Ergen, I believe that's how it's pronounced, the revisionist breakaway from the larger Jewish paramilitary organization Haganah. All right, the last one we have in the way of famous birthdays on this date is T.E. Lawrence. He was born on this date in 1888 and went on to die in 1935. Colonel Thomas Edward Lawrence was a British archaeologist, army officer, diplomat, and writer who became renowned for his role in the Arab Revolt and the Sinai and Palestine campaign against the Ottoman Empire during the First World War. Two famous deaths um, to mention. Vega Lugosi, Lugosi, excuse me. I even knew that it was Lugosi, but I said it wrong. He was um, born in 1882, but he died on this date in 1956. Bella Ferenc Dezo Blasco, known professionally as Bela Lugosi, was a Hungarian and American actor best remembered for portraying Count Dracula yes. in the 1931 film, and Igor in The Son of Frankenstein, and his roles in many other horror films from 1931 through 1956. He began acting on the Hungarian stage in 1902. You know, this is a picture of him just in a shirt and tie, looking absolutely like any business person, right? Spiffy. And yet, I can see in his eyes and in the facial shape and the eyebrows, Count Dracula. I really can. Count Dracula. The other famous death to report of this date is that of Elvis Presley. The king. Born in 1935, but died on this date in 1977. So I, let's I see. think we did this last year. To, go ahead. No, go ahead. We When we on the date of Elvis passing is one of those dates of where were you when you heard about it? One of those events, you know, like... Uh, the space shuttle explosion, JFK, Martin Luther King, RFK, first man on the moon. We, we may have done this as well last year, but or in the sometime in the years past as we do these things. But why? What took his life? How come he only lived? Um, let's see here. What forty-two years? Yeah. Or is it? Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. Well, from my understanding, 
and I love Elvis music, always will. My understanding was that he took what's called now the, you know, when people take a, a multitude of medicines, prescriptions, okay. they call it the Elvis dose. He was taking medication that were medicines to pick him up um, in the mornings, you know, like to get energy and all. Yeah. Yeah. They were uppers, what they were called at the time. And then later on, he would take downers to bring him back down so he could, you know, get his anxiety up, his energy and preparation. And he, be I basically became addicted to them. And he was taking, uh, the reports are, were that he was taking around 15 pills per dosage, 15 in the morning, 15 at noon, 15 at night. And I basically just had a had a heart attack. Is that is that what happened? He had a heart attack. Yeah, he was in in the his uh, bathroom upstairs, and they found him um, laying on the bathroom floor, wow. where he was unresponsive. But he he just took you know the drugs to get him going and drugs to take him down. Like I don't think he drank, but I think it was just the effects of the medication that after. The years of doing it just wore down his heart. Well, gone too soon. No doubt about that. Where were you? Do you remember where you no, were? I you know, do. I don't. I was at the uh, intersection of Richland Avenue and South Green Drive near the Convocation Center. What did they say? In, 1977, was it? Yeah, I think it was. And Peden Stadium right there and heard it on the radio. I think I was listening to uh, WABC New York City when it came across the airwaves. If they, all I had was an AM radio in my car. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was coming in. You know, it, it, we can talk about that for a moment. WABC was a hot hit station. And... Um, we had WLS, and we had, you know, a number of those big, powerful stations, 50,000 watts. Are they still 50,000 watts? Yes. Well, why can't we hear them like we used to? It's man-made interference. Okay, so... It can be as simple as your, the new light bulbs that people use, the LED bulbs. Mm -hmm. It can be the use of the spectrum. So you have all sorts of circuitry out there for cell phones, for data, um, for navigation, for all sorts of things that weren't, those signals didn't exist back then. And so you could hear what they used to call clear channel stations. So WABC, what was that? Eight, 880 or what? 770. 770, thank yeah. you. 880 was WCBS, okay. still is. But you can't get those stations 
with the clarity or if at, if at all now, unless you're much closer to them. And the so-called clear channels, <coughs> excuse me, the so-called clear channels meant that there was one station on 770 or 880 or whatever these were, maybe in the eastern part of the nation and one in the western part of the station. So two in the nation. CKLW was a very popular station. In Detroit. In Detroit. I used to listen to that one, too. It was technically Canadian. That's why it started with a C. But anyway, um, interesting. Yeah. We do have a caller. Good morning. You're on the air. Whoops, wrong button. I hit it again. Good morning. Good morning. You can still get those stations if you listen at night. Yeah. That's why, can, why can you hear it then and you can't hear it during the okay, day? Okay. Um, let's take our own station, for example. We are a 1,000 watts daytime. Um, we have to go down to something like 200 watts at night. I can't remember the number exactly. But um, at sunset, we have to go down by so much, and then within a two-hour period after sunset, we're down to our lowest power. I'm talking about AM stations in particular. FMs, they don't, they don't really move around. They don't change powers at all. They're... For the most part, anyway. Um, we're, um, I don't know, 3,000 watts, 24 hours a day on um, Power 105, WXTQ. Now, um, I, I think I answered the question. At night, I've yeah, I've heard the WABC, I've heard the WCBS, you can get the KDKA, yeah, a whole lot of different things, but sometimes they don't come in too well. Well, no, because of all this man-made interference that didn't exist in the years ago. I'd still like you to consider obliterating <laughs> Jim Bohannon. <laughs> oh God, he had. Ollie North or something on last night, and you thought you were listening to Fox News. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Jim Bohannon is a Fox News advocate. And then, like, I don't know, it's just what's happening now, you know, with with the raid on the estate down in Marlia or whatever the, the thing in Florida is and, and all that kind of stuff. It's just amazing how these people won't vote for... Uh, Cheney, and I just am uh, amazed at probably using that coworker of yours, Scott, who I think is the world of the Republicans, but uh, they only realize what... That was pretty judgmental. Yeah. Well, uh, you've said things in the past about uh, that that made me feel that way. Oh, well, sorry you feel that way, but still judgmental. 
it's not exactly true. I mean, I don't care who the president is. Well, anyway, I'm just surprised that people are not listening to these interviews that happen on the January 6th inter- uh, committee and and still believe that they want to elect him for president again in 24. Okay. It's hard to phantom what's going on in this possibly civil war of the um, Republicans against the uh, government, the FBI, the CIA. Okay. That's scary, man. That comes in as headlines on CBS every once in a while. And anyway, well... Yeah, I mean, you know, we have very little control over um, what different networks say. Yeah, but you have control over whether you play Jim Bohannon or not. (laughs) Okay, and, you know, there might be some people out there that like him. I bet you in the Athens area you won't find very many. Okay, and I've known a lot of people who like to listen to things that they don't like because they want to argue with me. Well, and, and I think you're very fair. You know, you've had people on here that have been um, judgmental about Trump or whatever, not or Biden and stuff like that, but you calmed them down. You say, now listen, let me read these facts that we got from the New York Times article about that raid and this and that. You have a calming effect on. Uh, well, let me have a little calming effect right now, okay? So, yeah. thanks for your call. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Um, okay, so as he mentioned, Cheney. State of Wyoming. No, I'm sorry. State of Wyoming. 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 <laughs> uh, folks, um, if you've never heard our show, uh, we have teased Wyoming for years uh, because, crying out loud, I went to college in Wyoming my first two years. Um, it's a very beautiful state. But for someone such as myself, who was raised in cities, who had uh, the arts, uh, showbiz was my interest. Uh, It was not a great place for me, okay? We'll just leave it at that. So, today's story, the primary day in Wyoming. Wyoming voters head to the polls today, casting ballots in the state's primaries ahead of the 2022 midterm elections. Included among the races is a high-profile challenge against Representative Liz Liz Cheney, who is um, a Republican. Um, and they go on to say, at large. And then a one-time member of House Republican leadership who was removed from her party post 
due to her criticism of former President Donald Trump following the 2020 election. Cheney, the daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, enters the day trailing Trump-endorsed candidate Harriet Hageman by almost 30 points. After being removed as chair of the House Republican Conference, she assumed a leadership position on the Democrat-led House January 6th committee, an unpopular move in a state that backed Trump by 70%. back in 2020, selection. It has been widely speculated that the 56-year-old Cheney will consider a 2024 presidential bid. That's to say she may run for president. Separately, Alaska also holds primary elections today. They go on to say the first using a revamped primary system under which all candidates, regardless of party, compete for one of four spots in the general election. Notable races include Senator Lisa Murkowski. She's a Republican. Seeking re-election and former Governor Sarah Palin also a Republican, vying for the late Representative Don Young's House seat. So, uh, certainly tonight on the news, we're going to hear a lot about it. Okay, the United Kingdom became the first country to approve, uh, by the way, this is a completely separate story, of course. Entirely different topic. The United Kingdom became the first country to approve the use of an updated coronavirus booster shot yesterday after regulators greenlit Moderna's latest vaccine. The two-shot regimen available to those 50 and over will will start occurring in early fall in the UK. When does fall technically begin? Uh, Let's see. I think it begins in, I want to say mid-October. Okay. I'm going to look. Well, I'll go on here. Um, Clinical trials... September 22nd. Okay. I thought it was a little earlier than you said, so it was. September 22nd is the official first day of fall. Yes. Now, this two-shot regimen available to those over 50, no, 50 and over, will target both the original virus as well as the Omicron variant. Clinical trials of the new booster 
showed strong immune responses to both strains with mild side effects. Although original booster shots continue to fortify against severe disease, experts warn they're... Well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I just heard a hum in my headset. Um, Folks, let me just give you a heads up here. Frontier. I'm changing topics quickly. Frontier um, provides uh, communications, right? And telephone lines and so on. They have discovered... A small mess. <laughs> a bad splice, if you will, that affects our FM feeds. And for all I know, it may affect the AM too. Uh, but it's somewhere between our building here and our transmitter facilities. So... Um, they, uh, they, it could affect us uh, while they repair it. And uh, they've been trying to for several periods, and each time it has rained a lot. Well, that only makes it worse. Okay, now let's get back to this shot business. Um, Although the original booster shots continue to fortify against severe disease, experts warn their efficacy or efficiency against infections has waned amid the spread of highly infectious um, Omicron subvariants, the BA4 and the BA5, this spring and early summer. Anyway, uh, they're... In both uh, in the U.S., both cases uh, and deaths have remained relatively steady since May, while hospitalizations have gradually increased. Okay, now we have a caller, so let me get my buttons just right here. There we go. Good morning. Good morning. On your news in the last days, we've heard that um, uh, today is the election day in Wyoming, and... Um, Liz Cheney probably doesn't have a chance in hell to to win. However, they are holding against her. She is a very, very, and I say very, very, meaning exactly that, conservative Republican. However, she sees the truth as more important than her political party, and that is why she is on that committee. She's being punished in Wyoming because she's on that committee. And... um, she does not back this issue of a rigged election, and she wants our country to understand how we got to that point of January 6th. And Republicans are coming forth and testifying so that we, the nation, can then learn how we got to January 6th. And the finger is, justifiably, I believe, pointing at Mr. Trump. And if we as a nation don't realize that, in the last days, we have heard on your news programs that they are going after, even including suggesting, a dirty bomb put in FBI headquarters across the land to annihilate FBI. So we should all be quite concerned 
um, that this is out there. And we all know what it means to, to watch a building come down, like you remember Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But for our own countrymen to say we're going to have at their hands a civil war, they're the ones that are, are, are wanting, scared, and I use that word knowing what that means, Republicans from standing on the side of right. And that is what Liz Cheney is doing. It's not really about being a Republican or a Democrat. It's about being a person who's loyal to the country. You don't have to destroy the country with a dirty bomb. That's, that's, I just thought I would put that in because um, Thank you. she is having to go up. There's like a 23%, I think that's the correct figure, out in um, Wyoming that are Democrats, and they are all switching to be Republicans today. That won't help her to get elected, however. You know, that says something, because they're I, seeing her as a person. I'm out of time. Thank you very much. Okay. And, and I, I didn't mean her to cut it quite that quickly short. We still have uh, 10 seconds, I guess. Um, we'll, we can carry this on tomorrow. We're uh, also making an effort to uh, get far more guests. So we'll see you again tomorrow. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. We learned just this past hour, First Lady Jill Biden has COVID. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy has the details. Her aides say the First Lady tested positive after experiencing mild cold symptoms. She's now on a course of Paxlovid, which her husband took when he was diagnosed last month. Dr. Biden is expected to stay in South Carolina, where the first family has been vacationing. Her husband was due to return to Washington to sign the climate, health care and tax bill that backers named the Inflation Reduction Act. The president tested negative today. Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney could be on her way out after today's primary in Wyoming. Correspondent Steve Futterman is in Jackson. The most recent public opinion polls show that Liz Cheney faces a very, very tough fight today. The last poll by the University of Wyoming showed that of likely voters, only 28 percent said they were sure they would vote for Liz Cheney. The majority saying they're casting ballots for attorney Harriet Hageman, who has Donald Trump's endorsement. But this Wyoming voter will not be among them. Liz, I feel like, put herself out there possibly to her own political peril, but her standing up for the truth and the Constitution is what got her my vote. We're just in. The FDA has issued a final rule clearing the path for hearing aids to be sold over the counter without a prescription. General Motors has issued a 